All right, baby girl. Well, this week we are actually starting a little bit different because we are going to talk about a non-soap show that captured our hearts and minds and imaginations. Russell T. Davies, Cucumber, and Banana. (laughs) At this point in time, I think it's been over for a couple of months in the UK, and I think it just finished up in uh, the United States. And uh, I know I've been wanting to talk about it for uh, quite a while, because I thought it was an excellent, excellent series, and, uh, you know, I was impressed. I wasn't expecting to be, but I was impressed by most of uh, how it played out. So, uh, do you guys listening, uh, Lindsay and I have watched the entire series. Lindsay just finished up recently, so uh, let's start with you, baby girl. What are, what are your general thoughts about the cucumber and the bananas? Um, I honestly thought that after I finally went through and got through all of Cucumber, rather than just, you know, doing little snippets of it here and there, I kind of liked it better than Banana. The second half of the season was a little bit more eventful, considering, you know, like what happened with Lance and everything there. And I was just like, oh, this is heartbreaking, man. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaking. <laughs> yes, I think that's the first moment in television history to instantly th- throw me into a serious depression. <laughs> you kind of had a feeling when you watched like the end of episode five, going into episode six, where you you know you saw him go into the supermarket instead of you know how they normally have Henry go through, and you saw him, and then you see the, you know, little thing on the bottom that says Pet, or, uh, Lance Edward Sullivan or whatever his name is. I think that's what his name is. And then the day he was born and the day he died. I'm like, what a minute he died? And then it's mm-hmm. like, and it was an episode all about him. So it was just like, you know what? This is actually, this is, that, 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 that's sad, man. It was very six feet under, wasn't it? It was very six feet under. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. five times, and it's just like that's very you know, and 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 just that ending where he's sitting there and there's blood coming out of the side of his head, and it's just like mm-hmm. oh my god, this is so heartbreaking because you know he's already dead and he's just like sitting there, and and the other guy is just like curled up in a ball, and you had a feeling he was a psycho to start with. Mm-hmm. And and I, I was like, oh my god, why? I'm about tired. I'm about tired of the sexy men that I like turning out to be assholes. First, we got old dude that I liked from uh, I believe Primeval, Primeval that show ended up murdering my boy Lance, and now we got on Hollyos. We got goddamn Owen. Oh, Oh, Lord Jesus. Messing with my damn being a a sexual predator against Ogre. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yes. But on the the whole, so, um, you know, what did you think about? I guess, you know, if you you think about, now, I know you watch Looking, right? Yes. 
Did you watch Queer as Folk as well, the UK and the US? I, I watched, I watched, I actually just finished watching the UK version. It didn't last all that long. So, and it's that yeah. so, so I just sat and watched yeah. that. But I watched Queer as Folk as it came out, like the US version. Yes, God. <laughs> Me too. I watched, I watched Queer as Folk UK after I'd finished, you know, the original. And that's where I actually met Declan. I saw him there first, and so when he joined Emmerdale, I loved it because he was my favorite character, him and Sean. Those were my two favorite characters on that show. I loved them. So I love that Sean is on uh, Coronation Street now, and I love that Declan was on uh, Emmerdale. I thought they were fantastic. And, and, but, uh, and my other guy is on Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> oh, good. So, you know, I guess, you know, what do you think about, you know, the quality of the show? Because, you know, when I look online, you know, obviously, and I'm surprised by some people, you know, some people are like, oh, God. Well, some, I'll just say some people that were gay had negative reactions to the show, which surprised me because I thought, it was high quality, and I have some issues with Russell T. Davies' handling of Doctor Who and the press surrounding Doctor Who, so I really don't expect anything. I wasn't even going to watch the show, but I just t- took a chance because Looking was on at the same time. I was waiting to watch Looking, and I needed something gay to watch, so I went ahead and watched it. But I was actually impressed. I thought he did. He far surpassed my expectations, and both Cucumber and Banana, I thought, were a lot more quality than I expected it to be. So I really don't get the criticism, you know. Do you? Did you watch it and think that, you know, it was worthy of criticism? Well, in the beginning, I kind of thought it was kind of slow to start mm. at the beginning. But once, you know, you started getting into the, the into the show, like actually sitting there and watching it, it was mm. just, there was a pace to it that was really good. The characters were pretty good. Freddy mm-hmm. still wins that life. I, I, I love that character bit. Uh, Who? Freddy. Oh, hell no. We about, we about to fight. I can't stand him. He was the worst thing about that show. No. Hate him. No, no, no. <laughs> and there is our point of conflict right there. Uh-uh. Can't stand him. <laughs> he got on my damn nerves. He had one scene that I liked and we'll talk about it, but otherwise, I was over his ass. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, I thought the show as a whole was excellent. I think that show and Looking were the best things. Cucumber, Banana, and Looking were the best things to happen to gay television uh, this year. I'd probably include the Fosters. I'm behind on the Fosters, but I know it's always fantastic, so I'm sure that that is as well. But, yeah, I I, I think the show is, is great, and I don't understand gay folks criticizing it as well as it is. I mean, there are a lot of series out there that treat us horribly, don't show us as well-rounded, don't show the diversity of us. And so, yeah, I don't get It's boring. I feel like that's not a criticism. It's boring. Okay, you, like, I, I thought it was exciting from episode one, and I was interested in all the stories from episode one. So, you know, when people say it's boring as if that means anything, I'm just like, that's not a valid criticism. What do you mean it's what, boring? What it was for me, though, it wasn't boring. I thought the stories and everything were great from the start. I just yeah. that it started off kind of slow, 
Oh, yeah, and baby, that wasn't a criticism of you. Uh, I understand that that it's starting slow. The criticism that I saw on social media and online from gay people that seemed to be the most uh, recurrent was it's boring. Like that's that's always like I see the same thing for looking. It's boring. Like <laughs> bitch, what the fuck you want? Do you want an action movie? Do you want shit blowing up every five fucking minutes? Like what the fuck do these people have to do that sit down, think through quality gay story? You have a man in a long term relationship with another man who has shame about being gay so much so that he can't really sexually please his man in the way that he needs to be pleased and you know so his life is spiraling out of control because of that like nobody tells that goddamn original ass story and you your bitch ass got the nerve to be it's above i'm like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> so that's what that's what that's why that bothers me baby it wasn't you that's i'm just like do, do you, like did I miss the memo? Did the gay certain gay groups like have like the Republican memo where all the Republicans go into a meeting, get a script, and this is what we say to criticize Obama? You know, but instead of Obama, it's quality gay shows. So there was a memo that went out that says you're supposed to think cucumber, banana, and looking at boring. So every gay man goes like, it's boring, it's boring. Bitch, what? I've seen a good. Like show with a gay couple on it, just queer as folk. Mm-hmm. And when I turned on, uh, when I turned on Cucumber for the first time, and you, I I knew from the get go that you know, Lance and Henry weren't going to be together much at all. I kind of got the gist of it because of the fact that you know it. Henry's the main character and you just sit there and you watch him go through crap and it's just I think it was really cool to have a guy who was afraid to actually have sex Mm -hmm. and it was very it was a very cool way to go about it I just Mm -hmm. I kind of just you know it's hard to explain the fact that hey I've been in a relate I've been gay for as long as I can remember but I've never been penetrated because mm-hmm. I'm afraid to I've tried it once I didn't like it it freaked me out maybe he was you know he, he can get fans out and blow drops if that's how he wants it if that's how it goes that's how it goes Let's do this like we normally do it. So, darling, what's the hells? We're going to what the hell, banana and cucumber collectively. What did cucumber banana do to make you say, what the hell? The thing that really irritated me most, we talked about before, and it was primeval guy, Daniel. At first, I thought it was going to be like a dominant, submissive relationship at the rate that they were going. And then I saw how angry he got when he was done. And it was just like, shit's going to go down. So my what the hell is him whapping him upside the head so hard with a glass club that it hit him, but that killed him. I was just like, 
for real, and now you're just going to huddle up in a hole and pretend nothing happened. That That's not how it works. <laughs> I was I was yeah. done with him the minute that, that he started sitting in that chair in, in uh, Lance's house and doing what he had to do and telling him what to do and shit. I was so done. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was very very strange. You know, I felt like you know the show was trying to make a point about only being in a relationship with gay people who are secure in their sexuality, because had Lance chosen to do that, he wouldn't have been with this weird motherfucker who killed his ass because oh dude couldn't have a handle having a dick in his hand like. Honestly, you know, and me, you know, as a gay man, I wouldn't have given uh, Primeval Dude uh, a minute of my time from day one because it was obvious from the beginning he his ass was a walking red flag so that Lance continued to be so thirsty as to chase after this man who was too damn old to be living in anybody's goddamn closet, baby. But I, I think I hate that he got killed, but I think it sends a powerful message. And that message is date people secure in their sexualities. Because while that was extreme, goddamn it, that's a reality out here for uh, gay folks today. People are still goddamn dying. Matthew Shepard ain't motherfucking alive no goddamn more, and all that baby did was try to chat up some dudes off in the pub. You hear what I'm saying? So, girl, you can't be playing with these uh, closet cases out here. You better take your ass on. <laughs> Shit. Uh-uh, child. That was too much. Yeah, I was going to say, while, while, while it proved the point and everything, it was just kind of like, whoa, that was a bit unexpected. But mm-hmm. I, 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 I've seen it before. It was just a long time ago, and it was just like, oh, wow, I forgot that it happened that quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just like, well, that's kind of what you get for, you know, Getting somebody like you said that you know for a fact isn't gay, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of. I, I I thought in a way he was kind of humoring him, but you know, who, who who was humoring who, baby? You thought Lance was humoring the uh, straight dude, the straight dude was humoring Lance. The straight dude was humoring him because mm. he had the, he, he had the feeling that you know. He was fantasizing about him. He flat out asked him if he was. And he's like, I'll just do this here and sit and watch. Put your hands at your side with this grim doom. And I'm like, really now? This yeah. You turn around and you walk away and, and you don't see this person anymore. And now that, you know, he's dead because... I, there's another thing that got me. Lance could suck on him, but touching him with his bare hands got a golf club to his head. Yeah, well, baby, that's 
internalized homophobia at its most extreme form. Dude was gay. If dude wasn't gay, dude was bi. He liked the attention that Lance gave him, but he couldn't reconcile that reality with whatever weird bullshit was going on in his mind. So rather than get with a cute brother who knows the value of jerking off to Dodger Savage on Hollyoaks, get it, Lance. <laughs> rather than get with a guy like that, that he decides to get sexual and then murder him because I mean it's not like he gonna be boned up to Wazoo in prison mm-hmm. right I'm like dude it's easier ways to be gay son you don't have to go to prison and get fucked you can do it in the real world you could even find you another closet case who don't want to talk about it and be open like you y'all can meet you up on Grinder. Look it up, child. It's easy. Just do it. But tell people be crazy out here, baby. Yeah, I hated it, but whew, it was a lesson that needed to be put out there, baby. And hopefully, I hope these impressionable gay boys and girls out here, because ladies, y'all have that shit going on, too. I hope they took that message to heart. You know, and make sure once you start seeing them red flags, y'all step y'all ass back. You get you with another motherfucker that ain't going to kill you like that now, goddammit. That shit is real out here. <laughs> Can't just be fucking with no cray-cray mofos like that. No. Life is too short. <laughs> and even shorter when you're fucking with a fool. <laughs> sure. All right, baby. Well, for me, my what the hells are three episodes that I felt like, you know, the three ep- didn't even need to be yeah. in the series at all. <laughs> so, for Banana, now, I'm going to make a little... Uh, uh, I can't think of the word I'm going to say. But for Banana, it's part of one episode and a full episode. So it's episode three of Banana, which focused on Sean and uh, Violet. Uh, Sean, who I loved. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I think Violet Violet was the one who I loved because Violet was the sister, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes. So Violet, who I love, but Sean... Sean just turned straight bitch in that episode for no goddamn reason. And I hated it. Like, I don't know what happened. It started off so perfectly, Violet being all cute, doing what she needed to do, making excuses to go back to the little shoe store so she could see her girl. They finally hook it up, you know, get a little place together, whatever, whatever. Then Violet, I mean, then uh, Sean loses her mind and starts acting like a bitch. And I hated it. And the only thing that I loved in that episode, because it's like the beginning was perfect, the middle was some bullshit and then at the end here comes Sean's mama just telling her the truth about her trifling ass and actually let me find it because I took down a quote of what she said <laughs> I thought it was so damn good because oh my god that heifer was on my nerves with her ridiculous bullshit I couldn't with her so yes it was um, our girl Vanessa who was in episode 8, the finale that did not need to exist. Neither did the finale of Cucumber. Episode 7 should have been the finale. 8 was completely unnecessary and ridiculous. <laughs> but yes, on episode 3 of uh, Cucumber, Vanessa, before she decided to have an episode where she is talking to a girl who she can't understand and having conversations that make no sense and having undocumented people involved in some weird shit, 
again, unnecessary. She had the best monologue in episode three of Badada, where she told, told Sean Strifling ass, listen, you fucking idiot. Let me spell it out for you. If you got bullied at school for having a gay mom, it's not my fault that I'm a gay mom. It's their fault for being pricks. The problem isn't that I'm gay or that you're gay. It's that you've got a massive stick up your ass. I love you, darling. Grow up. Gospel. 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 <laughs> I loved her for that so much because her daughter needed to be told 20,000 times. <laughs> that baby needed to be told. So, yes, I love that. But, yeah, just Sean's bitchiness for, like, no reason, oh, it really irritated me in, in that series. And I just felt like, you know, I think Davies does this thing where he, you know, I don't know how he writes. I don't think he thinks through all of his stories all the time. But with Banana, it just felt like that episode and, you know, the final episode of that and the final episode of Keep Going, it just, it just seemed completely unnecessary and ridiculous, and I hated them. <laughs> I really did. So those about what the hell. I was like, why are you fucking up perfection, son? Why? Why? Because <laughs> you're Russell T. Davies, that's why. All right, let's switch to, switch to scenes of the series. So what scenes were your favorite from both series? For Cucumber, I would have to say my favorite scenes were, I think it was in episode five, when they all went on their separate dates, mm-hmm. <laughs> like right at the beginning. You're just sitting there watching these four dates all play out. You have, you know, Henry and his weird date and him meeting the cute little doctor man. Or the cute AJ from EastEnders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have, and then you have uh, Henry and his, or not Henry, uh, Lance, cute little black friend there and then you have and then you have Henry's sister and Arnold Hanyan and I am obsessed with that man I have seen him in all kinds of things I've seen him as a cat man on Doctor Who I've seen him as a priest on Father Ted I was and a superhero I was just like oh my god this man is fantastic he can do anything he can do no wrong and I was just like yes and then you see Freddie <laughs> and a woman and I was like really <laughs> and, and, and I think my favorite though was Brian getting quote unquote kidnapped <laughs> and I about died there and it was just like you see all the contrasting different versions of dates that are happening throughout the thing. And it's just like, I really liked that entire episode as a whole. I think it was either four or five. I don't remember. I just liked that episode. Just to see how everything worked out for everybody. And it was just like, I, I was I was kind of gutted that, that him or Henry and, you know, AJ there didn't you know, last very long, but you know. Agreed. They 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 could they could have had something. 
and he just kind of blew it off to sit and yeah. get drunk with Freddy. So what? He was racist against his own people. He was fine as hell, okay? He had his shit together. <laughs> and he had sex the same way you like to have sex. He was perfect, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you could deal with a little bit of racism for that. <laughs> well, for me, my favorite, uh, my favorite part of both banana and... Uh, Cucumber were seeing characters that I had seen on other shows pop up, and then they ended up being fantastic. So uh, the actress who played Kelly on Coronation Street was Henry's sister. She was wonderful. She was fabulous. She was supportive, and I loved every single scene that she did, and I missed her less on Coronation Street because I had her on Cucumber, and she recently favored one of my tweets in response because I told her she did a great job on Corey, and so she's my favorite ever. So <laughs> love every single minute of her on that show. And of course, because I have had a crush on him since he walked up into EastEnders with his little iPod, I love AJ's surprise turning up because I didn't even know he was going to be on the show. So when he ended up being a little cutie that was up in the, in the uh, cafe or whatever and feeling on Henry, I loved it. And I was even liking his a racist turn because it made him interesting. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he races against his own people. But I thought it was perfect because that was kind of fucked up. And Henry was kind of fucked up. And I thought it would have been interesting to see how those two fucked up individuals came to deal with those issues and, you know, have a solid relationship together. But again, because this is an RTD series, we ain't getting none of that shit. <laughs> oh, boy, just end up in the dust. You know, but I did get a nice scene with Haley and AJ together, so I was happy with that. Yay! So <laughs> love them. And another surprise motherfucker who popped up, who I was about to call Sean, who I was about to call Raleigh Costello. Sean Costello popped up. Or, oh, I'm saying Sean. Seth Costello popped up. Who, who played up? Uh, was played by Miles Higson on Hollyoaks. I loved him on Hollyoaks. I thought he was fantastic. I liked uh, him and Jasmine and Riley and their little uh, brother-sister bond. So when he pops up with his shirt off, all uh, neck and next to Haley, so I'm like, what's this delegation going on right here? You remember? <laughs> Do you remember when he popped up? Yeah. Yes, because Henry walked up in the room to see his little nephew, and his nephew is up in the room shirtless in bed with this other little sexy mofo who ends up being Seth Costello from the Hobby House. I'm like, ah, okay, that's <laughs> and then I was mad with uh, the show because, of course, then all of a sudden he is gone and they replace him with that other straight dude. And I don't know who the hell he was. And I'm just like, uh, where's myself, Costello? I don't care about this dude. I want Seth back. <laughs> so I love seeing Miles pop up. And then, uh, of course, I also love seeing Dodger pop up shirtless when, uh, what's his name, Lance was jacking off to him on the couch. That I think that was my favorite scene <laughs> of the entire series. <laughs> It was fantastic. It's so real. And of course, I got to give love to Mr. In the Flesh, Mr. Luke Newberry himself, who was cute as hell and fantastic as Josh, who was played like a chump by that bitch-ass, trifling-ass, 
for Reddy, who does not deserve the same, to breathe the same air as my sweet baby Josh. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I want. I want the. I wish that. Uh, Luke Dewberry had the Freddy role, but instead of it being the Freddy character, he was Josh, because Josh was cute and sweet and young and naive, and I would have rather have seen that throughout the entirety of Cucumber than Freddy's off-the-wall ass. The only thing Freddy did that I like, I think it was the first episode of... Uh, of uh, Cucumber or Banana, I can't remember which one made with Banana, where... Um, the other boy that I liked, that's my boy, uh, Dean. Dean was, and I'll tell you, I was mad at Freddie for this at first, because Dean was talking about going through some drama with his parents, and Freddie clocked him. He was just like, you ain't going through no real struggle. You lying. And I was mad at him at first, because I was like, how the fuck this motherfucker just going up here to tell Dean about his life like he knows him? But the motherfucker ended up realizing that that was the truth. So I was like, oh, he kind of slick. Okay, I kind of like that. I like that. But then he was an asshole a lot of the rest of the time, and he got on my nerves. So, <laughs> but yes. Luke Newberry slash Josh slash sweet baby of everything. He was the man. So, yes, all of my characters, the actor who played Kelly on Coronation Street, AJ on EastEnders, Sean on Hollyoaks, and uh, 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 Kieran on uh, In the Flesh. I think I'm getting to the root. Is that who you played, darling? Yes, Kieran Walker on In the Flesh. Loved it all. They all did as excellent jobs on that show as they did on the shows that I know them from and I thought that was fantastic so all of their stuff scenes of the series well darling let's go to the fucking best I kind of figure like I know what you're going to say but go ahead anyway darling who is your pick for the fucking best character of both series <laughs> like I said I am I, I really like Freddy. I, I don't know why. It's just that love to hate sort of thing or hate to love because there's no reason to like him at all because he's a dick. <laughs> he's a full out dick. He even said in the beginning of the show that he was a dick. And he has absolutely no like toward anybody who lives in that in that area and it's just like <laughs> but but yeah I I I I I kind of like Henry too after a while but but it was it was Freddie who kind of stuck out immediately with his dickish ways that kind of made me kind of like him a bit because you know I kind of like this the dickish character is like I said. So, <laughs> yes. So my fucking best characters of the C series, in no particular order, are Dean, 
who I thought was everything from minute one with his black and overly sexual ass. I thought he was fantastic. I really wish the show could have been more about him and what happened with his parents because there seemed to be something interesting going on there. The show never explored why he was acting like his parents didn't love him when they really, really did. And it was driving me crazy. But of course, because RTD never happened. So, yeah, Dean, I thought, fantastic. Scotty, oh, Scotty, I thought was everything. Dean's little friend. The episode two, I think, was one of my favorites where, you know, she fell in love with a married woman. Yeah. And she helped that woman to realize that she was unhappy in her life and needed to move on so she could be happy. There was so much perfection in that episode, I couldn't even, I couldn't deal. And then the mom. The lady who plays Scotty's mom, I think that's my our girl from Hollyoaks. That's uh, Miss Miss uh, Simone from Hollyoaks. I, I noticed the other day. Yeah. So, and it was funny because I saw Banana first, and I remember thinking, "Ooh, whoever plays the mom is fantastic." And then I was looking at uh, Miss uh, Boats, right? If I'm saying her name right, her page on Wikipedia the other day, and I was like. She was the mama, <laughs> and I thought she was fantastic. So, yeah, I, I love that episode. So, I swear, girl, every episode of Banana was like a pilot, and I really wish that they would flesh them out because I wanted to know everything about everything that was going on, you know. That, that, so, what, that, that uh, kind of what bothered me with Banana was the fact that they could have had – more time to flesh out the characters like what they yes. do cucumber rather than yes. just having 23 minutes of an episode just oh hey this happened you know i I'm not going to poo-poo it, though. I'm not going to be too mad on it, because they were excellent. Um, every single episode of Banana was fantastic, in my opinion, with the exception of that completely unnecessary finale and that episode three. Like, the start was good, the ending was good, but all that unnecessary bitchiness from Sean ruined it. So, th that's it. But, uh, I do. Scotty... And her mama, Miss Jackie Boats, right? Uh, Miss Jackie Boats, when she did that shit, it was excellent. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, Cliff is my everything. I probably, if I had to pick one character that I love out of everybody, and I got more to name, Cliff, the brother plays him, fantastic. I thought Henry was a dumbass. Henry should have been with Cliff from Bennett Boy, because Cliff was all about him, some Henry. And if Henry was tripping, he wasn't, he was going to go home and get him some little young dick. Oh, is uh, Henry tripping? Well, uh, he up here obsessing over Freddie, but he ain't trying to get no Freddie. Cliff said, let me get my crutches, and I'm going to go right on over to him, baby. <laughs> so, and I thought it was kind of cute that one episode where they were making it seem like uh, Cliff and Freddie slept together, and it was driving Henry crazy. But then I think later on, Henry realized that uh, you know when Henry finally got the chance to sleep with Freddie for whatever reason he was just like it ain't happening and I loved him for that I was like that's right bitch you tell that little motherfucker you want nothing to do with him get your grown man on I love it but anyway it ain't about them Cliff was everything he's hilarious he's sexy he was all about his Henry even though Henry didn't see although at the end you missed this on the last episode Henry did finally admit that he was attracted to uh, Cliff and I love that so yes Cliff everything 
Excellent. And then everybody else was also good. Um, we'll do the dudes first and then finish with the wonderful ladies. Um, that hot boy, Aiden, who was in that one episode, I thought that the guy who played him was fantastic. He was cute. And I also liked the dude who played Frank, and I love how they switched it. So where Aiden, the hot boy, was willing to give Frank who I thought was cute in his own way, too, a shot. But Frank ended up being the one that was the idiot and fucked it all up. And I was like, you dumbass. You got that hot motherfucker. You just fucked it up. But, you know, and then it looked like the cycle was going to continue. So I thought I thought that was an interesting way to play it, and I love that. Uh, and then almost every single female in Banana was fantastic. Uh, Amy and Kay, that was the uh, lesbian cop, and her uh girlfriend i can't remember if she had like adhd uh, uh the the sort of where you have a hard time uh she had some kind of anxiety disorder or something but whatever they were cute and fantastic and i love them um also uh, i already said violets in the episode with sean i thought that sister was everything and then my girl helen oh i loved helen so so much and ooh, i did i think she had some customers being rude to her ass off in that damn uh place where she worked and i wanted to decapitate them <laughs> but i thought she was fantastic you know i just feel like they did such a good job with casting everybody in that show was fantastic but all those people right there they just stuck out if we could do a show covering every episode and how good it was we would but i had to do honorable mentions to them all because they were all the fucking best <laughs> Shucks. yes any thoughts darling <laughs> everyone was really good on the show like i said they fleshed the characters out better on banana than they did or better on cucumber than they did banana mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but i feel like I feel like that they just did banana just to do it rather than, you know, I think <laughs> they they I feel like they didn't need banana. Mhm. And cucumber was just would have been good as a standalone show. You know, baby, people seem to like Banana, though. I remember, now, so you guys don't know, we actually tried to do this show once before, and we we talked a little bit of Cucumber Banana, but we cut it out. But we had talked before, when we first watched it, Lindsay said that she liked Banana more than Cucumber, and baby girl, according to Rotten Tomatoes, that's the same damn thing. Banana is sitting at 100%, and Cucumber is sitting at 90 so although I'm with you, I liked Cucumber better. I think there's a lot of people who find it appealing to have just like one show they can watch where it's like a standalone show and then you're out. Like you don't I think some people like having the episodes that you don't have to watch every single episode to get an understanding of what's going on. So a lot of people like banana and I thought it was I thought it was good. Like I said again with the exception of the finale and episode three. I, it was good. Well, I did too. Like I said, mm-hmm. Before I I like both of them, but I mm-hmm. feel that it would have been better as that now that I you know sat and watched cucumber almost all the way through. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it would have been better by itself. Mm-hmm. And while banana was a good show, I don't think it needed to exist. <laughs> 
I, I, I do think it needed to exist, and I'm glad that it did exist, because we wouldn't have those stories if it didn't. I think what I wanted to see from Banana and what I hoped to see from Banana was more skins like connectedness. Like, I thought it was going to be like Skins, where the stories interweaved. The only connection they had is every single episode of Banana, The wh- whoever was going to be in the series of Banana that corresponded with the series number for Cucumber, they had like a couple minutes where they were featured in Cucumber. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it was interesting to see that. But I just wish there was more connectivity, you know. Yeah. But I think Davies has pretty much said, this is it. This ain't, they ain't going to do nothing else. I think he said if they ever did anything, they would expand Banana and not Cucumber. And I think that means he's going to pull like a Ryan Murphy and just do brand new stories that never connect. Because I think that's what he's best at. He ain't, he ain't trying to finish no damn story, child. But anyway, <laughs> overall, Cucumber, Banana, excellent. If you think they're boring, go watch you some uh, Two and a Half Men then. Go, go, go live that shit up. Enjoy that. <laughs> Put you on an action movie or something. And get off my damn timeline with your boring bullshit. <laughs> shit.